I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part of everybody and welcome again to ET Yoga. Well, I think I've got some amazing information coming your way this evening and we're going to be starting off with getting into some insights concerning a spiritual journey towards self-realization and then we'll be getting into some cutting-edge information from uh, Pleiadians uh, concerning um, the um, a artificial intelligence situation and cloning situation on the planet, as well as what really 5G is all about. And um, time permitting, we'll even get into some, uh, also some Tegetan um, perspectives concerning um, this current situation um, that's happening between Russia and Ukraine. But before we get into all of that, I'd like to kick off the program in the usual manner having a little bit of japa yoga or mantra repetition and that'll be led by uh sri swami sachidananda so uh, if the guys in the booth would uh, play that short clip now that would be much appreciated hari om hari om hari 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 Om, Hari Om, Hari Om. 
Yes, that was Sri Swami Sachidananda, founder of the Integral Yoga Institutes, one of my spiritual teachers, and that was a clip from back in the 1970s. I'd like to take this opportunity to give my thanks, appreciation, and gratitude to the ET Yoga listening audience just for being you and for being able to resonate with information presented on this program. I'd like to also invite Listeners, to contact me concerning um, your wishes towards program content, and um, as well as I'm available to answer questions concerning anything that's presented on ET Yoga. And if you email me, I will get back to you with um, the best I can in answering your questions. And uh, you can contact me at paperfungo, P-A-P-E-R-F-U-N-G-O, paperfungo at yahoo.com. And also, um, for those that have been longtime listeners especially, um, I really like hearing from you, uh, letting me know that you've been out there for a long time. And as well, nothing makes my day more than hearing about your successes, utilizing ideas, concepts, and techniques that you hear on ET Yoga. Now, in preparing for uh, tonight's uh, program, it uh, came to mind that um, there's been enough uh, diversion of attention to a lot of subjects or 
uh, line fields that are out there, and I try to keep the, the listening audience posted on those. And uh, tonight, uh, we're going to get it start off with a more of a spiritual bent. But before I do that, I want to give my usual disclaimer that this program was created in order to share the information about the positive and most effective benefits and insights of ET yoga. It is therefore for educational purposes, and although thought to be accurate, is provided as is and without warranty of any kind, either expressed or unexpressed or implied. Please note that ET yoga is not a substitute for medical care. Information is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You should always consult with the appropriate health practitioner in case of any medical condition. And if you're a new listener to ET Yoga, you should also know that I applaud your efforts to distance yourself from mainstream medical, big pharma, mainstream media, and technology to the best of your ability given your particular circumstance. And now, uh, to kind of uh, kick the program off with uh, a medical slant, a medical, <laughs> a, a self-realization slant, um, I'd like to um, begin um, with what most people experience uh, on their journey towards self-realization is what's called the planting of the seed. And the planting of the seed occurs when a person comes to the realization through whatever means that there are higher levels of consciousness and that you have the ability to attain them. And uh, this in um, yogic parlance is kind of called the true baptism. And um, for most people, they can all usually trace back to, you know, the exact time and date when this uh, particular uh, uh, realization comes upon them. And then after that, um, of course, there's no prerequisites to enlightenment. So there's no set um, things that you have to do or set um, meditations or anything that's uh, a prerequisite. Uh, everybody's on their own journey. But um, there are a few things that uh, most people uh, find uh, fairly common. And uh, one of the things is it's been said that only minimal results could be obtained without a true sense of deservability. So let's consider that as a foundation point towards uh, moving on to different things that you might want to do to move towards higher levels of consciousness. And uh, developing, uh, uh, I guess, uh, you know, compassion for all and as well as uh, forgiving others as well as yourself um, definitely would contribute towards the idea of deservability. And most people along the path uh, generally make some adjustments into their uh, diet, especially if they've been meat eaters. And uh, typically, most uh, tend to gravitate towards a vegetarian diet, and if not, toward vegan. And um, I guess no matter um, that there are a lot of sources out there who promote the eating of meat, I'll guarantee you that in 5D, uh, they're not killing the animals uh, to provide themselves with food. So, um, especially if you're interested in the ascension process, which um, to me is one of the uh, big attractions for Earth at the moment, while there's so many people here too, is because um, probably with the exception of uh, the Mayans, who may have uh, skipped a dimension or two, um, there's never been a global ascension. And um, 
so the possibility here exists in this time frame. It's kind of like the best of times, the worst of times. Uh, Cabal is throwing everything they can at um, the spiritual people to try to, you know, divert or control as many as possible so this doesn't happen. But even a Unimatrix that's involved with the, um, uh, well, let's call it the the board of sorts uh, via the AI control of humanity and also connected to with these uh, uh, vaccines, uh, even even Unimatrix um, admits that there'll be at least a million people um, moving up to 5D through the ascension process. And another uh, technique that uh, most people tend to gravitate to on the spiritual journey is the process of meditation. And I guess if there was one technique that I would not want to do without would be that, would be meditation. And it certainly helps with uh, in terms of your focus and uh, concentration and as well uh, with the whole process of becoming a little bit more self-aware, having a little higher perspective. And, and, and I know in my journey, as well as many others, also this whole concept of keeping your peace. And Swami Satchidananda would say, um, above all, you need to keep your peace. If you don't keep your peace, you're not of benefit to yourself or others. And um, way back when, <laughs> I used to keep a notebook, actually, of um, when I would lose my peace or get lost in anger. And, of course, when you're lost in anger, you get lost in those angry thoughts, and you become those thoughts. <clears throat> so this is not <clears throat> a very good place to be. And um, by keeping track of it and awareness, eventually you move on to the point where it becomes less and less of an issue. And um, in point of fact, you sort of develop a kind of a witness to your thoughts, which gives you a perspective so you're not always um, you know, immediately reacting to uh, outer stimulus. And um, the process for many people um, for um, working on um, spiritual uh, guidance sometimes comes from in the form of teachers. And as they say, when the student's ready, the teacher appears. And um, unfortunately, there's a lot of false teachers out there and false gurus, let's say. But um, the thing uh, that Ram Das used to say was um, what's necessary is a certain amount of sincerity um, and a certain falling away of worldliness uh, attracts you to uh, appropriate teachers. And... Um, of course, um, a lot of uh, spiritual people uh, tend to get involved with what's uh, kind of called personal inventory or their inner work. And um, one of the things I like about uh, being able to do ET yoga is able to provide people with some kind of perspective to do this. Uh, because it, it, you download from the time you're born till about seven years old all the beliefs that your initial caregivers gave you. And these beliefs show up in your outer world. And so to do some personal inventory, you can uh, make lists of, you know, what you actually do believe and see where you picked up those concepts from. And um, another thing that's become um, sort of a common um, threshold, let's say, uh, as described by Merlin the Magician and as well as um, Bashar, 
I also noticed this, that um, it is that your thoughts, your emotions, your intentions, your definitions that create the outer world that you experience. And this is the key concept of um, letting you know whether or not you have the, the capacity to expand to higher levels of awareness. Because if you can't understand that one concept, you're always going to be stuck in duality. So that's a biggie. And uh, by the way, if you want to uh, sort of listen to ET Yoga uh, at your leisure, you can always um, check out the archives, either by following um, uh, BBS Radio ET Yoga, click on that, or the, they give the schedule of um, shows, click on the show, it'll take you to a page where there's archives. Or you could go to my website at etyoga.com. And um, on the main page, there's a button there called Radio Archives. So that's etyoga.com. And there's no strings attached, no costs, no, no nothing here. It's just, an, it's just a free service that enables you to listen to the program at your leisure. And um, so having said that, <clears throat> about um, doing some inner work, um, of course, um, along the, your journey, um, you may uh, decide that uh, as well as working towards your um, uh, self-realization, you'll probably develop what uh, Gurdjieffian uh, people kind of call the deputy steward. Deputy steward is kind of that part of you that tries to make everything that you do and think about in coordination with that goal of self-realization. And that doesn't mean that you can't have a family life or that you can't have a career. Although I think uh, it's um, well to... Um, understand that at some point um, any form of identification uh, becomes an issue. So even if you become that great doctor or that great uh, grandmaster chess player or whatever it was that you decided to follow in your life, and um, my suggestion there would be to follow what you love to do and also to follow your excitement, because when you follow your, your excitement, it is sort of a compass that tells you that you're doing what your higher self would like you to do. And, of course, uh, the end result is you, you will realize that you and your higher self are already the same. However, uh, on this journey of um, either having a vocation or a career, a lot of those, um, if you were successful and you have some achievements along those uh, lines, um, certainly some of the characteristics that you utilize to attain success in the material world can be used to your advantage in the spiritual quest as well. And um, so therefore, um, at some point in the journey, uh, you'll realize there's only two objective facts. And that is that you have awareness and that the world was created with unconditional love. And outside of that, including your personality, that's all subjective. In fact, your personality is kind of like an artificial construct that allows you to experience the 3D dimension or the matrix. And on this journey to self-realization, um, it's just uh, another tool. And um, sort of in um, progressing along this uh, journey, uh, you may also find um, that there are other 
um, techniques that you might find that would be useful to do. Uh, you may be interested in uh, reality creation um, or utilizing your imagination. And I, I believe that all these things help with confidence along the way. And as Swami Satchidananda would say, if you believe you'll become enlightened, you will be, and that the whole world's your teacher. So a um, couple of uh, good, interesting uh, comments to keep in mind. Um, another technique that I found to be highly valuable was the Who Am I technique, technique which I share at the end of every program on ET Yoga. And uh, that was taught by Sri Ramana Maharshi, and um, I find one of the uh, most fascinating books that's out there is called The Path of Self-Knowledge by Sri Ramana Maharshi. And uh, I thought I would kind of tidy up this uh, section of the program by sharing some uh, comments or perspectives of uh, higher levels of consciousness from higher self on to source. And uh, one of those would come from Bashar, who has said that at some point, at some point in the journey, you become the dimension that you thought you were previously a part of. I think that's a very interesting perspective. Um, another uh, perspective um, I found that was quite interesting was from a friend who recently visited, who mentioned that um, higher self wasn't God, but that it was a spark from God. I like that as a as a comment. And um, here's one from uh, Athena Swaru, uh, who's um, I guess they're the her the Swarus are a little bit even more advanced than Pleiadians, and she made a comment that even uh, from her perspective, even the ascension process was totally individual. Um, because if you think about uh, from the concept of um, that you create your own universe, um, there's only you in it, and there are no others. So there's an interesting perspective. And uh, the perspective I had um, with um, my initial um, awakening uh, was by going through a doorway after doing the who am I technique and um, kind of stayed there for the better part of a week and was pretty much totally connected with my higher self and um, which exists just outside the time space continuum and higher self also is connected obviously with source energy. And then I had um, periods of time where I had experience of source and even from the perspective of, being source during the state when it's in the void, there's an internal polarization which take place takes place, which gives rise to creation. And uh, this is um, at this source level, you can fully realize the concept of um, an energy that was never born nor could never end, but just is. And, um, like all of these perspectives, it's one thing to have an intellectual understanding or a rational mind understanding, but uh, as Baba Ramdas would say, uh, the things we most want to talk about, there really are no words for. It can only be experienced. So um, I hope um, some of that connected with you and that um, you were able to uh, 
uh, take advantage of uh, some of that uh, information. Now I'd like to move on to the Athena uh, Swaru uh, perspective of what exactly is 5G. Well, 5G is high energy microwaves that break the higher brain waves or alpha among others, moving the population towards a receptive and non-creative mental state. That is, the population becomes obedient and submissive without the capacity of thinking for themselves. Although this will not be evident overnight, when the 5G is implemented, it will be progressive as the controllers modify or, or update the system. Even with other systems or set of systems already in use with the same rudimentary microwave technology, it is already breaking into the brainwaves of human beings, pulling them away from the ability to connect to other existential planes, away from their communication with the universe. The microwave telecommunication systems break into the delicate guidance systems of migratory birds, bats, whales, and bees, just to name a few species. This will have catastrophic results. It is logical. It is a bioweapon, or rather, a weapon against biology. And yes, the 5D is also there to prevent a planetary ascension, but it cannot stop the positronic waves coming from the center of the galaxy. And you can, with consciousness intention, say that this 5G thing will not affect me because I say so, and because I say so, it will be. Yes, this works as protection, but, of course, you have to believe it. I think that's quite an uh, interesting perspective on uh, what 5G is all about. And if you're interested in more um, specific information concerning the effects of 5G on physical body, I highly recommend Barry Trower, T-R-O-W-E-R. I think he's one of the top experts on the planet in that regard. Uh, now I want to move into some information related to um, artificial intelligence and cloning. Uh, because of, for the most part, the population still thinks we're back at uh, Dolly the Sheep. And uh, information is that for at least a couple of decades, the cabal has been creating artificial clones, both of animals and humans. On Earth, people are already beginning to suspect this. This problem is progressively coming to the general public through unofficial or so-called alternative media. They have been manufacturing clones of all sorts of people, politicians and high-profile people, celebrities, military that is, anyone who can be useful to replace, to fulfill the agenda they want. These clones are controlled from a central AI that works with the transmitter and receives through a chip interface, either a silicon one with the neuronal connection or chip created with bioengineering inside its brain. The central computer AI controls all the clones equally as hive mind, although it gives each one a specific personality congruent with the role that each one is going to play, congruent with their supposed identity. The signal that controls the clones is transmitted through 
the cell phone network, and other high-energy transmitters placed at key points around the world. The signal is emitted and controlled by the supercomputer called Red Queen, which, while having its central position within the DUMB, D-U-M-B, under the new Denver airport, it has other subordinate nodes in other DUMBs around the world that operates independently, but always coordinated by the Red Queen, or control their subordinate nodes. Um, <clears throat> they controls their subordinate nodes, and they also have their own names. <clears throat> the influence of the Red Queen is such that any computer, mobile device, <clears throat> smart TV, cell phone, tablet, PC, car computer, <clears throat> airplane, as well as many interactive toys, or any other device connected to the internet is a node of the Red Queen and is passing information to it in real time. This means that any device with internet is a window of access of the Red Queen. It is already known that spy agencies have access to all personal data, data that passes through the internet. The problem here of much more seriousness is that the AI of the Red Queen works independently making its own decisions and acting without any control of a human being. The Red Queen has under its control in a totally autonomous way, not only the clones and their variants, but also high-tech war robots manufactured mostly by DARPA and unmanned drone aircraft, but strongly armed. The Red Queen can also take control over any modern computerized vehicle, such as a car, airplane, whether military or civilian, ship or submarine. Today, any person in the public can be abducted by the cabal, either as a traditional kidnapping or um, by um, a high-technology ship. Uh, as in the service of the cabal, generally of the triangular type, either variant TRSA or TR, uh, TR3A or TR3B. This is usually called um, abduction of the MyLab type. If this person is of interest to them for whatever reason, for example, if they're being very influential to the masses, they can be cloned and subsequently replaced by their clone. What aggravates this problem is that the public ignores this issue and its real extent. It is already infiltrating all levels of society and throughout the world. This also obeys very dark agendas and uh, an invasion, basically, of artificial intelligence with a purpose of total planetary assimilation. What is controlling everything from below, from the bases, even below the uh, invading alien races, mostly of soroid origin, this super-invasive AI is not of terrestrial origin and operates independently, does not need any operator or programmer, has already achieved independence and the ability to be self-conscious, but lacks all empathy and is only interested in absolute power and control over all. 
The invasive non-terrestrial AI is already manipulating the entire artificial AI, including the Internet, making those who are controlling the artificial um, part believe that they operate it for their own um, interests when they are only helping it. And uh, here exists the agenda of implementation of the chip to people. They tell them that it is to make things easier and to have their finances and their identifications with them. But what few people know is that said chip, which is the size of, of a rice kernel, works in two ways. This means that it is useful for the individual to make, for example, his purchases, identify himself at the bank, as well as to directly affect the carrier individually himself by manipulating his emotions and behavior with a signal received by the chip through the cell cellular telephone network. It does this by emitting frequencies which affect the brain and or secrete psychotropic substances or nanobots into your bloodstream, obeying the signal issued by an external controller for, um, in the same way, uh, modern smartphones are also being used for this same purpose. It's important to keep them away, not constantly close to you. Um, these functions can also be activated even with the mobile turned off. Uh, refuse Im, uh, implanted um, chips at all costs. Uh, that's related to the vaccines. This technology is already being used on a large scale and is transmitted from the Gwen Towers, mostly in cell phone towers. This technology has been applied uh, for about five years to control human behavior. The first um, place that it was installed uh, began in the vicinity of the University of Berkeley, California, and has been um, disco uh, discovered by a handful of professors and students there. And they have said that some members of the campus actually have applications on their phones with which they can give the signal to the Gwen Towers to attack one or another individual manually marked by mobile phones. Uh, this technology is also being used in sports stadiums to um, encourage a specific collective reaction among spectators and uh, also for the control of uh, disturbances in some parts of the Western world under the control of the negative cabal. And finally, this kind of technology is also being implemented as exotic weapons to be used in battlefields. These weapons can modify the behavior of the enemy under its influence or radius, causing feelings of terror or implanting ideas that they will um, take as their own that agree to the owners of these weapons of mind control by specific electronic waves. So here I tell you, for this reason, it's important to keep your frequency as high as possible so as not to be concordant with these negative events, keeping them away from your life experiences. And that's from Swaru of ERA. I want to um, uh, now kind of mention here that, because I started a couple of weeks ago talking about the fact that they're planning on, um, well, there's some new rules now. They don't have to tell you what they put in your food anymore. And some of the uh, uh, food and drug uh, 
activities uh, are going to be involved, if not already, with uh, spraying fruits and vegetables with smart dust. But this is something that's been noticed by the Pleiadians, um, and that is that the presence of multiple, mostly metallic nanofibers has been detected, uh, contaminated with the programmed negative black goo, and with the intelligent dust nanobots contained within fast food of big transnational brands like hamburgers, chicken nuggets, and variants potato cakes, Doritos, Cheetos, and alike. They've also been detected in pre-made soups, cookies, and bottled soft drinks, especially cola types. The list is too long to mention all of them, but essentially almost all industrialized foods, which in turn contain transgenic or GMO'd elements, contain programmed black goo, nanofibers and nanobots, or intelligent dust, and that also comes from Swaru of Era. So some pretty uh, serious uh, stuff already happening uh, in the food. Now, uh, some comments from um, Athena Swaru related to the uh, Russian-Ukraine situation. Uh, according to her, um, considering um, things as a whole and connecting the dots, we've been uh, seeing an expansion of all things Chinese all over the world for decades now, a preparation engineered and manipulated from the level of the controllers, fascist communist values taking over the entire Western world, a deterioration of the Western industrial machinery centered in the USA also in favor of the total Chinese industrial hegemony the deterioration of Western economic systems and the deterioration of the national, regional, cultural, and personal identity of all people in the West. And um, this is Athena says that she can connect that with people in China um, not being allowed to see Western culture with heavy censorship in the media as if protecting them from the contamination of what is imposed in the West as in isolating the Chinese population from the influence of everything Western. The Ukraine conflict situation, I see the possibility of a long and bloody war like the Balkans, like the Russian invasion of Afghanistan in the 1980s and the Vietnam uh, for the U.S., because that would make a lot of sense to the controllers, clearly not human because of their extremely cruel, un- empathetic reactions. What they want to do is to wear down Russia and the West morally, economically, and militarily, and what better way for that than to have a war in the middle of the pandemic? Uh, and I think in a previous uh, communication, she mentions that for the most part, this has all um, been set up to be a distraction uh, because uh, they're losing the narrative on the, uh, on the, uh, uh, the COVID and the, and the vaccines. And uh, this is the main, their main goal because it's the genocide of, of uh, humanity. Now, because it is now said that Poland is supplying arms to the Ukraine, which angers Russia, this making the situation extremely volatile where it only takes a simple false flag somewhere, 
much like the Gulf of Tonkin, um, that was um, related to Vietnam for those too young to know what the Gulf of Tonkin is. It marked the beginning of the U.S. influence in uh, Vietnam, and uh, it never happened, <laughs> so it turns out. At any rate, um, this is uh, to start direct uh, a war confrontation between NATO and the Russian bloc. And to establish the new world order, this would make total sense because it would destroy the Western civilization. They do not want wiping out um, entire cities and cultures um, is uh, is not really in the plan. Um, but um, the bottom line here is is that um, war between Russia and the West. She sees it as a war of attrition, uh, never nuclear, because it can't be. And even if it could be, it would not be in their interest for their purposes, where they wear down Russia's military, industrial, and economic forces by confronting the West. That is to say, of the three power blocks in the world today, West, NATO, Russia, and China, what the controllers want is to leave China in control and as the center of the new world order. So what has to be done is to confront Russia against the West, NATO, in a war of attrition that undermines its personnel capabilities and its military capabilities in every way, as well as the morale of its own people. And um, then you would have two, blo two weak blocks, Russia and the NATO and, the, and West, hurt and weak, and then China comes in to totally dominate where either Russia and or the West um, would basically have little or no ability to respond and would be quickly defeated by China's massive forces. So that is uh, coming from Athena Swaru. And uh, I know that she's got a new perspective out there as well. Uh, I want to slip in before I forget a word about um, bentonite clay and... Um, the leaf from the olivera plant, uh, because I know a lot of people that are having side effects from the current uh, medical procedures th these days, um, are, I think they're being scammed by a lot of uh, products out there that claim to do what um, the Palladians say is not possible. Uh, they personally uh, believe that these injections are uh, irreversible. And I don't know that they've considered um, monatomics. Um, they have uh, med beds uh, and advanced med beds, even more advanced than the ones that are going to be introduced in the world fairly soon. Um, and uh, according to um, Annika of Temer, uh, which is in the um, Tigetan uh, uh, constellation uh, of the Pleiades, um, the... Um, she says basically the reason why the med beds won't even work on these people is because every cell in their body has been changed and you need an original cell to replicate. Um, that's the process of how these some of these advanced machines work. So she's basically saying injections like taking a bullet to the head. And uh, in fact, it'd be easier to deal with somebody with a bullet to the head than somebody who had been inoculated. That's their perspective from the Pleiades. And uh, I just had, I don't know, I kind of downloaded the other day that well, bentonite clay definitely, I think it absorbs 2,000 times its weight in metals. Uh, so this graphene is definitely metallic. Uh, and this nanodust 
And I, I, I don't know, but I'm just passing on to our listeners that it's worth a shot. I think a uh, leaf from the Oliveira was actually given to us by Pleiadians because of monatomics. If you don't know about monatomic elements, uh, when they confront, um, you know, irregular cellular things like in disease, they don't attack them. They, they, they basically transform them because it's high electron spin, monatomic elements. And uh, things like Antarctic crystals come from monatomic fields, and white powder gold is monatomics. And uh, I'm thinking that possibly uh, bentonite clay and uh, olivera leaf uh, would be worth a shot towards anything, because the more monatomic elements you get in your system, the better things are. So I'd highly recommend that possibility. Um. So in kind of um, moving along with some uh, positive um, aspects of uh, things that we're facing uh, at the moment, uh, your thoughts and your imagination are the basis for everything that exists. So imagination is very uh, discredited on Earth, uh, um, kind of like an empty fantasy. And fantasy is uh, dismissed as something uh, irresponsible and uh, childlike. But uh, both are the basis to create reality because everything that ever exists at one time was an imagined idea and a fantasy. In this world where you find that everything is attacking you, full of high-level conspiracies and corrupt governments, it's um, easy to fall into the mentality of victims and the mentality of believing that you have no power over anything that happens, when in reality, everything comes from you. You are the creator, both levels, collectively and especially the individual. You're in a medium or dense existential plane. This means that things take a little time to show. The changes are or happen as if uh, in slow motion compared to the rapidity of manifestation in other planes of existence. And this slowness results in the illusion of event temporal linearity, where one thing gives rise to another within what would be called logical cause, effect, in a linear manner. But in the end, it's just a dream. The higher the density the lighter it is and the faster things manifest. The lower the density, the slower the manifestation. This is an individual experience as there is no time. The only, thank you, the only uh, real thing that exists in your universe, there is no external world as a reality separate from yourselves. It is your perception and the interpretation that each of you gives to things that is what forms your personal and collective reality, what you perceive as external reality, reality of which later you feel like victims. So um, they basically, you know, telling us you have a lot of control over uh, what's out there, and especially if you use the word no. Apparently the word no has a big impact uh, on the way things operate in this world. And uh, if you're not open to experiencing a certain thing and you're with conviction, you do stand up and say that, no, you're not having it. Um, it's a very powerful um, avenue to explore. 
I'd like to, um, <clears throat> at this point now, uh, wish my audience my sincere um, best towards your attainment of full consciousness, perfect health, and abundance, and uh, share with you the uh, who, am, who Am I technique um, that um, I first actually heard about from Baba Ram Das, and um, it was um, definitely... Um, uh, the most powerful thing I ever did in my life. Uh, I first heard about it. Actually, he had a um, article in a in, in a paper from uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, called the Georgia Strait. And uh, I tried this technique, and for, I don't know, first time I did it, I went right through the doorway. So it was kind of like amazing, and also connected me to Sri Ramana Maharshi, who was the one that originally uh, taught this technique called the Vichara, V-I-C-H-A-R-A. And uh, basically, it goes like this. You take the, uh, uh, get to the highest place you know how to get to first, and then you um, become the spot in the center of your forehead and ask the question, who am I? And uh, you can do that uh, once or twice or a few times or whatever seems comfortable. And... um, the main thing here is uh, full attention, full focus, all of your attention to become that spot in the center of your forehead, and then you state the following. I am not my body. I am not my internal organs. I am not my thoughts. I am not this spot. What spot? I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part. It is time to become a part of all. 